back to this week's episode of The State of Recruiting, your weekly Horns 24-7 recruiting podcast. I'm Mike Roach, and I'm joined as always by Nick Harris, and we have a jam-packed show for you today. Uh, but before we do that, we want to point you to the other great shows on our network, including The Flagship with Taylor Estes and Chip Brown, and The Longhorn Blitz with Jeff Howe and Rod Babers. Uh, before we get into everything, Nick, how's it going? Going pretty good. Uh, getting getting kind of crazy with the month of June, and uh, we're over halfway already, but uh, it, it's been pretty fun so far, and... I'm excited to recap a big visit weekend last week. Has the recruiting fatigue set in for you like it has for me? You know, it kind of did like in week two, but then, uh, you know, I found that other, other gear, you know, you got to flip the switch. Right. So uh, I, I'm, I'm ready for the end of the month. You young guys, I swear you can, you can do it. I'm having a harder time. I am. I'm running on fumes right now and we've still got state seven on seven next week and another big visit weekend. So um, I can see the finish line until the dead period and I'm kind of ready for it. So uh, we promised you a big show and we do have a big one. We've got a ton of items to jump into um, and we're going to hit them kind of quick hitty in a way, uh, but also try to give you enough depth on them. There will be no mailbag on this week's show just because we've got a ton of uh, a ton of content stuff already that we're looking at. Um, and so uh, we will return with the mailbag next week. Um, so let's jump right in, Nick. Uh, let's start with the good news. Texas got a commitment out of last weekend um, from Anthony Jones, the uh, athlete from Las Vegas Liberty High School. I, going into the weekend, you know, I, I had written that this was a guy that I thought Texas could really close the gap on uh, and make a play for. And, uh, you know, not only does it sounds like they did that, it sounds like they also, um, you know, convinced him to go from being a guy who thought he was a tight end uh, to being a pass rusher. And also it sounds like it had kind of been done for a while after the fact, when I started talking to some guys uh, around there that, um, you know, it was kind of, you know, we, we had heard that it was leaning that way while it was on, while we were on campus on Saturday. And then after he had already committed, um, you know, he had, uh, it, I talked to somebody who said, this has been done for, a month or so now. So uh, I found that part really interesting. And of course the timing couldn't have been better with me driving back to Dallas and you sitting at the Texas baseball game. Uh, and don't worry, Nick, we're going to get into that too. Um, uh, the timing couldn't have been better for a, <laughs> for a commitment to just come. It, and that's the thing is we never expect a commitment on Saturday night of an official visit weekend. I can count on maybe one or maybe one or two guys that I can remember did it. It usually always, if a guy's going to commit coming out of a weekend, it either happens Sunday evening or it happens Monday afternoon or something like that. So uh, that one took us by surprise timing wise. And I thought I'd have enough time to get home and write the story, but Nick had to write it from the uh, parking lot of, of Dishfalk Field. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely kind of a crazy Saturday, but uh, yeah, Anthony Jones, I had talked to him back in May when we first heard that he was going to be taking an official visit to Texas and, you know, in our conversation, he said a lot of good things about Texas and more, uh, more specifically Pete Kwiatkowski. Um, and uh, for a little bit of context, uh, Jones was committed to Washington when Pete Kwiatkowski was defensive coordinator over there, uh, reopened his recruitment um, this calendar year. And then, you know, Kwiatkowski went all after him trying to get him for an official visit and then eventually uh, landing his commitment. And I remember uh, me and you talking, Mike, uh, right after I had talked to Anthony and I, re I remember saying like, you know, this kid pretty, he likes Texas a lot, but the question was always, you know, will he be open to playing defense? And it looks like Texas was able to, you know, present a plan to him that, uh, you know, entices him to play the defensive side of the ball, you know, and I think that's a, a really good projection for him. He's a huge kid, 6'5", 240 pounds. And, 
Um, I think with his, uh, with his athletic, you know, ability, I think he'll be kind of versatile on the defensive line or as kind of like an edge linebacker type guy. So, um, you know, I think this is a, this is a big time commitment. Um, it may not be a big time commitment as far as like rankings or stars, but I think this is a guy that could definitely develop under Kwiatkowski and, you know, possibly be a big time pass rusher in the future. Yeah. So I, that's a, that's a plus where I think we've heard at times that Pete Kwiatkowski was not a plus recruiter. I mean, convincing a guy who, like we said, was dead set on playing on the offensive side of the ball to, to line up on the defensive side of the ball means he has some legitimate, uh, legitimate skin. So um, obviously a big for Texas, they needed an edge rusher um, also got commitments in the past week from uh, two specialists and Will Stone and, and Lance St. Louis, a long snapper to kicker. Um, and we're not going to go deep into detail on those guys, but obviously, you know, Texas wanted to make sure they could secure the, the special teams and, and make sure they had the right guys there. Um, and then I think from what I've heard and what you've heard, Nick, coming out of the visit, it was probably, you know, I, th- I think another good experience for those 22 guys on, uh, you know, Sebastian Cheeks was a guy who was talking about um, maybe going to Notre Dame. I've since heard today that he probably is not going to make that visit. So that's even better news for Texas. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, uh, Cole Hudson came out of the visit really, really on fire about Texas and they're going to have to survive a couple of other visits that he's going to make. Jacob Sexton's the same way, but I think for the most part, Texas continues to just make a good impression with their official visitors on these trips. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there wasn't a huge group of visitors on campus this weekend, but the group that was there, they were, they were able to make a big impact. Uh, we can start with Sebastian Cheeks, like you said. It uh, looks like kind of Notre Dame's fading out of that race and it may become more of a Texas-North Carolina battle. And in which case I'd probably give Texas the edge right now. Um, you know, he was able to have a, you know, a big time visit weekend looking at the offensive line guys, Cole Hudson and uh, Jacob Sexton, both, like you said, had great weekends and even Cam Dewberry, he came in on an unofficial visit. Um, you know, he said that he had a pretty good weekend as well. And then looking at probably the biggest um, official visitor on campus, Harold Perkins, um, he came into the weekend uh, kind of on a whim. They were able to put that official visit together uh, kind of like the, uh, the 11th hour, they were able to put it together and he was on a, uh, a shuttle to the airport uh, that, that morning. And uh, Texas did a great job hosting him over the weekend and they have kind of, you know, put themselves in the, in the contenders for that race. And we, we've talked about it all on the board and on the, on the site all week about, you know, kind of how to, you need to manage expectations for Harold Perkins just because it's going to be a long ride. However, you know, Texas is in a pretty good spot right now. And, you know, they're in a spot where, uh, you know, you'd want to be at this point in time. So, all in all, looking at the official visitors that they posted in the past couple of weeks, they've been doing a pretty solid job. And uh, it looks like the staff has been able to, you know, kind of figure that out, uh, especially with the big weekend coming up. I think that'll be huge. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, with Harold, it, it seems like they were kind of um... – you know, in a good spot for a lot of those guys, but Harold, it seems like the guy they made the move on um, and, and really, you know, made up some ground on. So um, that's obviously big. I think a lot of it was having a plan for how to use a player like him. Right. I mean, he's such a versatile guy, but I think a lot of people are just pitching him straight as a linebacker and for Texas to come out and say, we see you at our star position. And we think that you could play a number of different uh, roles in that defense and kind of be a freelancing guy. I think was, was kind of huge for his vision of that. So again, it's going to take a long time. It's going to play out over, over a long period of time, but I'm interested to see where that one goes from here, because I think Texas did make a big move in that recruitment. Um, And a lot of our stuff that we talk about is on the website. 
Uh, if you're not a member, we do have a deal coming up for this weekend. You can get two months of, of Scoop for a dollar. And then basically after that, it would go to a regular price. But if you want to try us out, you could do it for two months for a dollar. It's going to be a great deal. Um, and there's going to be a lot coming out from this weekend. So tr- check it out. Uh, Nick, the, the other big news, I think, was the 2023 visit weekend. Um, obviously, Arch Manning. Uh, being on campus was the probably the story of college football recruiting uh, for the weekend. And everything I've heard was Texas, uh, you know, just really nailed that visit. I mean, I think you and I were on campus. We saw Arch's parents interacting with the staff. We saw Arch interacting with the staff. It looked like everybody was having a good time. He definitely got the red carpet treatment, maybe, <laughs> maybe too much of the red carpet treatment. But, um, you know, I think that for Texas, um, like I said, coming out of New Orleans, Uh, When I visited there, I thought that, okay, they've done enough in phase one to kind of put themselves in position to get one of these first visits. And then I think we'll see kind of how it goes after he sees Austin. Well, based on everything I've heard coming out of of the visit, I think he's in a really, Texas is in a really good spot going into phase two, um, which is kind of, can they have staying power over the, over the course of this recruitment? Yeah, I agree. Um, You know, all signs kind of point to Texas having a pretty big weekend this past weekend with Arch Manning. Um, And obviously, you know, that's going to be a recruitment that uh, will probably take a while. But um, this is another one where Texas is probably in the, you know, the best spot they can be in at this point in time. And, uh, you know, uh, the family being able to see Sarkeesian and and meet Millie in person uh, on campus. And uh, it was a great weekend in Austin as well. He even checked out the Super Regional. Um, you know, got to have conversations with guys like Vince Young, Colt McCoy, Sam Mellinger. Um, all in all, the weekend sounded like it went pretty great for, for the Manning family. So um, it's basically all you could ask for at this point in time. I think a couple of other things that stood out for me from the day were, um, you know, a lot of with a couple of other big targets in that 23 class. I think if you talk to JV and Taviano, you have to like where Texas sits with their Arlington Martin corner. I think you have to like where Texas sits with Jonte Cook coming out of that trip. Uh, Nick, anybody else that was really on that trip that, that stood out to you? Yeah, uh, talking to guys like uh, Deldrick Madison, the corner from uh, Duncanville, uh, Javon Thomas uh, from South Oak Cliff. Uh, all in all, actually, they're doing a really good job with 2023 secondary guys. Um, you know, you, you mentioned Taviano. That's another one. Um, but, I mean, there's very few, if any, 23 guys who made the trip uh, this past weekend and came out of it, you know, with a negative note. So, I, I mean, they're doing as, as best as they can right now. And, you know, me and you kind of mentioned it after the weekend. You know, this could – we could point back to this weekend being kind of the foundation for the 23 class if it ends up being, you know, a, a class that uh, – the potential it has. So, um, yeah, I think all in all, it was uh, definitely a really good weekend for 23s. Madison, Javon Thomas, uh, a couple of other guys that we saw. I think it's clear that it, at least a little bit, Chris Gilbert is helping out Texas with Dallas guys, especially South Dallas guys. I mean, I've it's 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 been a while since I've seen that many South Dallas guys talking that positively about Texas. So um, I think that 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 was an important storyline as well. Um, let's go to the bad news now. I mean, I think if Texas, if this is going to be a foundational weekend for them, um, it may have to be without Ruben Owens who decommitted this morning uh, as we're recording this on Thursday morning. Um, And it may not, you know, I think that Nick, you've probably got a good pulse on this recruitment, maybe the best uh, of anybody out there. I know you've, you just talked to a a really important source right before we got on this, uh, the show. Um, I'll give you my understanding and then Nick, I'll let you kind of run with it and talk, but you know, it sounds like um, I think we knew when Ruben made his commitment that this was probably in his future. 
Um, I mean, I think we all kind of openly talked about it. It was, it's just a really long time to have a commitment. And I know college coaches who hate taking commitments that early. And again, you, you're not going to turn down a kid like Ruben Owens when he wants to commit, but there are college coaches out there who would prefer not to have to hold on to that commitment for that long. And so um, to do it right after the visit, I think is a little bit troubling. Uh, but for the most part, I think, I, I don't think it's something where Texas has is faded away from the race um, or anything like that. Nick, maybe you can give us some more background on that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Ruben Owens, he is, uh, he's a Texas kid. Uh, he really likes Texas. He likes the idea of playing at Texas and, 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 talk, and talking to Seat Wilfong, who talked to his dad earlier, and, you know, I was able to talk to his dad today as well. Uh, Texas is still a leader in this recruitment. Um, the reason for him decommitting is he wants to be able to go out on all these visits, you know, with an open mind, not as a committed player. Um, it's going to be a complex recruitment for, you know, the majority of the way. We still got a year and a half left of it. Um, and actually, this was something that uh, almost happened about a month ago before his uh, visits had started. Um, he, he wanted to be able to possibly go into his visits, uh, you know, as an open recruit as well. Uh, he decided to stick through the commitment. And now that he's been on a couple of visits and the Texas visit, he went ahead and reopened it. And he's going to evaluate all of, all of his options to make sure he's making the right decision. Um, this is a lot like uh, what we say about the Evan Stewart recruitment and the fact that, you know, he is decommitted, but Texas is still in a very good spot. And I would argue that Texas is probably in a better spot for Ruben Owens than they are even with Stewart. Um, cause, uh, I mean, he's openly saying at this point, Texas is still number one. He just needs more time to make sure he's making the right decision. So, I mean, if you're a Texas fan out there, I definitely wouldn't write off Owens just yet. Um, I, there's going to be a lot of time left in this recruitment with a lot of ups and downs. Um, you know, and I think, uh, there's still a pretty good chance that they could end up landing him on the 23 signing day. So as far as a timeline, when we could see him, you know, commit back to another school, whether it be Texas or someplace else. You know, I asked the source today and he, uh, that, that source said that, you know, there's kind of no telling, but he expects him to wait uh, through his junior season and, you know, possibly wait until that last off season before he makes another decision. So uh, we'll just have to ride that one, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll be sure to be on top of it. And as far as how this may affect, you know, guys like Arch Manning and Jonte Cook, who he's really close with, you know, I've been kind of thinking about that today and I'm sure your fans have been kind of thinking about the same thing. You know, those are two guys that would like to play with Ruben at the next level you know, with Texas still being the leader, uh, according to Owens, you know, this is, I don't think it really changes much with, with Manning and Cook as of now. Um, I think that's something that's just going to have to develop over time and, and we'll just have to see from there. I'll also say this on that subject. I think that, yes, Arch Manning, like it, we cannot write that, um, you know, Ruben Owens has been recruiting him and his dad's been becoming close with the Manning family and give importance to that and then turn around and say, like, it doesn't really matter what Ruben Owens does. Arch Manning's going to do his own thing. The truth is somewhere in the middle, but I, I do think they're going to make their own decision for the best of Arch. And I do think Arch probably knows, hey, if I commit to Texas, probably there's a good chance Ruben's going to recommit and join me. And and for talking to Jonte, I mean, yeah, he gets along with Ruben, but Jonte's, Jonte told me on, on Saturday I don't care where anybody else goes. I just care about where the quarterback goes. Like that's all, that's all I'm concerned about at this moment. So um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it really does a lot for the 23 class to put them behind or anything of that nature. It's just, it sucks, man. It's, uh, and I feel for Texas fans because it's like, it's Lucy. uh, I'm going to make an analogy that Nick, I don't know if you're going to understand, but it's Lucy with the football and Charlie Brown. Do you understand that analogy, Nick? Not really. <laughs> oh my God. You're not a Charlie Brown fan. 
Nah, I mean, I watched it when I was a kid when it was on TV for like Thanksgiving and Christmas. I guess. Okay, so like there's an old trope of, of Lucy and she would always have a football and she would say, come kick the football. She was going to hold it for him. And every single time she would pull the football out and Charlie Brown would fall on his ass. So, and, but he'd fall for it every time again. She, he'd come back around. She's like, all right, now we're going to be serious. And that's kind of how it's been recruiting over the last year and a half. You know, it's you get Quinn Ewers, then you lose him. You get Evan Stewart, then you lose him. You get uh, Ruben Owens, and then you lose him. I feel for Texas fans. I understand that it's a very frustrating process. It's frustrating for us because, um, you know, like Nick, you were, I think you know, you were given assurances over the weekend. Hey, it's, uh, you know, it sounds like everything's pretty strong with Ruben. I don't see him going anywhere. And then this happens. That's a frustrating thing because we can only report what we're told. Um, I went through it. I've gone through it with other recruitments. So, um, I get it for, from from the Texas standpoint and their fans and, and everything. And the bottom line is going to be that Texas has lost just about all goodwill they've had with recruits. They were past the point where any recruits remember Vince Young or a national championship game. Um, and all they remember is, is mediocrity for years. And so while Steve Sarkeesian has generated some excitement, the staff is good recruiters. They're going to have to produce. I, I just can't say it enough. They're going to have to produce this fall um, and, and really hope that, you know, they can get things rolling then. I think they've done a good job putting themselves in a position. But if you talk to kids, they'll tell you, I love everything about Texas, but I want to see it on the field. Um, and I think that, that that's kind of where things are as of right now. Yeah, I agree. I, I had talked to some parents over the weekend who had kind of iterated that same thought. Um, that Texas is pushing all the right buttons right now. They're doing everything that they can right now, but they're going to have to see that on the field. And, you know, one parent specifically told me that uh, they're going to wait and see what happens in those first two games. Those first two games are going to be able to get a pretty good idea, you know, where, um, you know, how these coaches can perform and, you know, how they can translate that thing onto the field. So those first two games against Lafayette and uh, Arkansas, possibly two ranked matchups are, you know, are big not only for on the field purposes, but off the field purposes as well. And I think that'll end up being pretty big for the 23 class. So, uh, you know, like you said, on the field product is the best recruiting tool you can have. So um, we'll just have to wait and see when August comes around or September rather. Yep. So, uh, well, uh, you know, I, I think anybody panicking on Texas right now, too, it's still very early. It's still very early for 23s. Um, so don't don't panic. Obviously, it's it's not a great day for news, but don't panic. Uh, Nick. It sounds like there was also a pretty successful basketball weekend uh, at Texas. And, you know, I, I know some big crystal balls have been coming in. They got a transfer. What's the latest? Uh, you, you wrote something earlier this week on, on Chris Beard uh, building his roster. What's the latest on, on where things stand for the Longhorns there? Yeah, let's backtrack a bit to, uh, you know, a couple months ago when Chris Beard first took the job on April 1st. And, you know, he, he was kind of looking around the uh, looking around the, the room. And it's kind of like that Will Smith meme from Fresh Prince where there's just nothing in the house. Uh, he, he barely had anybody. And I think at that point, Brock Cunningham was the only one that had committed to come back. Uh, and since then, I mean, looking, you know, two plus months later, he has a top 10, you know, arguably top five roster in the country. Um, and, and that article that you mentioned, you know, it more so speaks to, you know, the recruiting ability of this new staff and, you know, the, the, the strings that they're able to pull and the guys that they're able to, to, to land with the connections that they have. But let's look at the roster. I mean, five transfers, uh, four of them are in the top 50, according to Jeff Goodman, as, as far as uh, uh, transfers in this cycle. Um, and we could talk about the big one that was landed this past weekend, Trey Mitchell, a uh, center from uh, Massachusetts. Um, he comes over uh, from Massachusetts. Like I said, he uh, took a visit on Sunday and Monday, uh, right after taking a visit to Florida State last week. 
it came down to those two schools and, you know, Texas was able to do enough to go ahead and secure his commitment. And, you know, I found it interesting that they pushed for him so hard, you know, considering that there's still kind of a, a little bit of limbo as far as, you know, what's going to happen with Jericho Sims. But, you know, I think this helps regardless whether Sims comes back or if he, uh, you know, stays in that uh, NBA route and go ahead, goes ahead and gets drafted. Um, but Trey Mitchell, he's going to be able to bring a huge presence to the front court. He was a uh, big time in the Atlantic 10 last year for the Minutemen. Um, he had a, a big game in the, uh, in the tournament against St. Louis that they actually lost uh, in the A-10 tournament, rather, that they lost. He had 30 points, and I believe he had double-digit rebounds. I mean, that, that was stuff that he was doing all season. And being able to be developed uh, with Chris Beard um, in a front court that is kind of light on depth in a, in a place where he knows he can start, I think that's what ended up uh, securing his commitment. So, uh, you know, the transfer portal, they've been doing, you know, what they've, what they've been able to do um, and, and landing some big transfers. But kind of looking ahead into, you know, how they're recruiting the 2022 class, they're doing a fantastic job of official visits this month. Um, you know, guys that have already visited include uh, Keontae George, uh, the five-star from Louisville, uh, Kajani Wright, five-star power forward from Los Angeles, uh, Anthony Black, four-star combo guard from uh, Capel, and then uh, this week, Arterio Morris uh, as well from, uh, from Dallas, uh, four-star point guard they were able to have on, on campus this week. And every single review so far of those official visit experiences has been positive. And uh, in fact, probably with their top target, it's probably going the best right now with Keontae George. Uh, you know, more crystal balls keep coming in. Um, you know, I had put mine in right at the right before the, the June month had started. And now we've gotten a couple of more that have started to, uh, you know, flutter in. So, you know, I, I feel growing. I grow in confidence every time that, uh, you know, Keontae George takes a visit. He, he just got off of an official visit to Waco this past weekend, which I heard went pretty well. But, you know, I, I sources still indicate that Texas is a leader in that recruitment. Um, I'm going to I'm going to be able to see Keontae this weekend, actually. So we'll be able to catch up with him and, you know, see how the how the visit process has been going. But, you know, all signs are pointing to this Texas staff doing a phenomenal job in recruiting not only the portal, uh, but, you know, on the recruiting trail with high school prospects. And they're ba they're basically being able to do whatever they want right now. They have all the steam in the world. Um, but I think uh, another aspect of, you know, uh, something that recruits are waiting on is on the court production, you know, kind of circles back to that same thing. So um, could they land Keontae George before the season? Absolutely. But they're going to need more than Keontae George to, you know, make a recruiting class because looking at the roster after next season, they're going to have to replace some guys. So they're going to need a four or five person recruiting class and, you know, on the court production is, uh, you know, the thing that's going to get them that. Question for you. Um, the pictures I've seen, the jerseys, the official basketball visitors are in with the script Texas on it, the white. Have they worn that jersey? They have. It's, it's pretty nice. I that like jersey it. needs to be worn all the time. That's an incredible look. I agree. They wore it yeah. against, I believe, this year and against Kansas at home, if I remember correctly. But they do wear it for, like, special home occasions and sometimes on the road as well. So it's, it is a nice look. It's an incredible looking jersey. All right. Uh, appreciate it, Nick. You've been all over that. So, guys, stick with Nick for um, this weekend's AAU coverage and, and all those sorts of things. All right. We're going to get out of here after this, but we're going to talk about uh, the big weekend to come. And I think that, yeah, last weekend was massive, especially when you talk about the 2023 talent on campus and all those sorts of things. This weekend is the biggest for Texas when it comes to 2022 football recruiting. And I think that um, when you look at the star power coming to campus, when you look at the amount of commits they have on campus, Nick, what are, I mean, we'll just, I'm just going to run through the visitor list real quick, but I want you to kind of think 
what are some of the, uh, like maybe one or two storylines that stick out to you going into this weekend? Um, so, you know, commits they'll have on campus, Brian Allen, Chris Ross, Armani Winfield, um, Malik Murphy, of course, will be there. Jaden Blue will be there. Um, those guys will all be there to help co- uh, recruit a big group of guys like Shaz Preston, Evan Stewart, um, CJ Williams from modern day. They're two top corner uh, prospects in, in Terrence Brooks, and uh, Denver Harris is then probably their top offensive line guy at Kelvin Banks. And, and then you've also got Britton Thompson coming in on an unofficial visit. You've got um, Jordan Hudson possibly coming in Sunday if, if nothing happens at, at SMU this weekend. And then on Monday and Tuesday, Larry Turner good in the, uh, the safety committed to Arizona state. Uh, and we'll, we could talk about their, their mess um, is also coming in. So Nick, what are the storylines? Like maybe one or two that stick out to you this weekend. Um, you know, something I'm going to be, you know, kind of interested to see is, you know, we've, we've kind of talked about how good of a recruiter Malik Murphy has been. Um, but now getting him on campus in person on his official visit with other, you know, big time top targets, especially CJ Williams, who is also going to be coming over from LA. Um, I'm, I find that really interesting. You know, I'm going to be really curious to see, you know, what kind of, uh, uh power, uh, Malik is going to have and, you know, talking to kids and, you know, trying to get them to, uh, um, go ahead and commit to Texas. That's, that's one I'm looking for. And another is, uh, you know, kind of goes back to the out of state guys like CJ Williams, Shaz Preston. Um, I'm blanking on a couple of others right now, but there's a lot of top targets coming in from out of state as well um, that are, you know, relatively open at this point. And will Texas be able to do enough to, you know, entice them at this point uh, that that's going to be something I'm kind of watching. And then um, also Kelvin Banks, you mentioned Kelvin Banks. Um, he's been on a couple of official visits so far this month. You know, Texas is going to be finally be able to host him uh, this weekend on the big weekend. Um, if Texas can have a really good weekend this week uh, with Kelvin Banks, I could see, you know, a commitment coming in July. I think a commitment will probably come from him before the season starts regardless, uh, in my opinion. Um, so I, I, that's definitely going to be one I'm keeping a close eye on. But, I mean, you could go down the list. Brennan Thompson, that's definitely one we're going to have to be watching this weekend. Um, trying to think of some others. I mean, there's, there's multiple you could point to, especially having all the commits on this uh, visit as well. I think that's going to be huge. And, uh, and, you know, recruiting other guys, like I said, with Malik and Jadon Blue and, and those kind of guys. So it's going to be a huge weekend. There's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, notes and, and points. But uh, y'all just kind of uh, hang along for the ride and we'll see what happens. For me, there's the couple things I'm watching this weekend. A, what's going on with Tavoris Jones, the running back from El Paso Burgess? I think that for us, that's kind of been the guy we've logically looked at as the number two tailback take in this class. And I think that uh, Texas has remained high on him. Um, and we've talked about a lot. We, we put in crystal balls earlier in the year. Um, we think this is a week he could shut it down. In fact, I think still, if I had to pick one guy to commit coming out of this weekend, I think for me, it's DeForest Jones. Um, can they lock up some of these guys who are committed to them, but have been visiting elsewhere, Travell Johnson and Armani Winfield. That's a storyline I'm looking into. And then um, the, the corners look, Texas, I think they're battling Alabama for their two top corners and it's going to be a tough battle. So how do they come out of the, uh, the weekend for Denver Harris and Terrence Brooks. Those are the things I'm really interested to see what the buzz is coming out of that trip. Uh, those are, those are two guys that are obviously, you know, hugely important to this, uh, to this class. And so those are the, the things I'm watching. Shaz Preston, I think is going to have a great visit, but I, I just don't see him leaving the sec. You know, Evan Stewart, I, I, I really, again, I know Evan's my guy. And, and so I talk about Evan a lot, but 
want to see where things are with Evan Stewart because he, he went to future 50 over the weekend and kind of established himself as the top receiver in the nation. Um, he, I was, I was having a little fun on Twitter because, uh, I, I texted Evan and just said, Hey, I heard you had a good day. Congratulations. And he texted me back in all caps. I was literally unguardable. Uh, and so I, I, I tweeted literally, I, I said, I heard Evan Stewart was all caps, literally unguardable uh, this weekend. And so, you know, talking to our guys there, he had a massive day. This is a, this is important. I mean, t- they're not going to win the recruitment coming out of this weekend. They're not probably going to get a commitment from Evan, but establishing why he committed to Texas in the first place and then, you know, reestablishing that love, I think, is is super important for Texas. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of storylines stick with us coming out of the weekend. We're going to have a big stampede on Monday, I'm sure. And then, like I said, the other thing that stands out to me is it, it's not really this weekend, but Monday and Tuesday, Larry Turner Gooden, uh, the safety from St. Bernard and Playa del Rey is is coming in for an unofficial visit. Why does that matter? He's committed to Arizona State, who this week went under some pretty harsh investigation for uh, hosting periods, uh, hosting recruits during the COVID dead period. I talked to a Pac-12 coach this week who said, look, if you would have hosted some recruits during a dead period, you might have gotten away with it. The fact that it was during a pandemic dead period and you were parading kids through uh, like it was official visit weekends on game weekends, there's some some really heavy heavy hammer is going to fall on this deal. So, you know, even before that, Nick, you can attest to this. I told you a couple of weeks ago, Hey, I've heard things are kind of heating up with Larry Turner Gooden in Texas behind the scenes. It's something we've been working on confirming um, and we're able to confirm it last night. So, uh, you know, as Texas looks for options at the safety position, I think Turner Gooden is, is a really good one. Yeah, I agree. That's going to be a really interesting development. Uh, the, the Arizona state whole ordeal. And, you know, that directly implicates with Texas and the fact that, you know, Larry Turner Gooden, um, is, he, Texas probably came in second in that recruitment uh, right before he, he committed. So I think that's really important looking forward for him uh, and especially looking at their safety board, considering that uh, Bryce Anderson and, you know, if they're able to land him, they, he, they view him more as like a nickel corner type guy. Um, and then, you know, Landon Holoby, they missed out on him going to Oregon. So this could be a big time, you know, safety land to go ahead and, you know, bring in a top 100 guy uh, to, to pair with BJ Allen. So uh, that, that's definitely a big storyline as well. Yeah, so stick with us for all, all of those things. Before we get out of here, we're going to have a little story time. I thought we were going to get away with it. No, no, we were not. I wrote it down. It's on my notepad here, so I knew I wouldn't miss it. You guys got to hear what Nick did on Saturday. So I'm going to briefly kind of call it and, um, and, and talk about it, and then I'm going to let Nick tell his side of the story. So Saturday, Nick and I both are in Austin. We cover the the visit. It's hot. It's sweaty. I get in the car, drive right back to Dallas, so I can, uh, you know, go go get my dog and um, you know start to do work. And Nick has tickets to the Super Regional game, and so um, Nick goes on to the game, and you know he d- bravely ducks out and writes the Anthony Jones story from his car and. And all those great things, I'm very appreciative. And so I get home and I turn on the baseball game and I'm watching it on a stream on like the ESPN app. And um, Nick calls me. It's There's two outs in the top of the ninth and Nick calls me. And I said, oh, the game must have ended. Um, and, and my stream is just behind. So I asked him that. He goes, no, I left in the eighth. And so Nick got the live call of um, South Florida tying the game and then Texas winning the game. He got both those from me. Uh, Nick, 
I got to tell you, here's my thing. I'll let you tell your story and, and rationalize it and all that. If you want to, there's nothing wrong with leaving a baseball game early. And if you leave in the sixth inning, I get it. But if you stay eight, you might as well stay nine. Okay. Here's my rationale thing. Uh, granted, I did learn the lesson, but here's my rationale thing. It was the end of the eighth. Um, you know, Ty Madden had done his oh, thing. Oh, let me, before, Nick almost cursed the team too, because I told him, I said, well, they let off with the home run. Now they got a guy on second. And he asked me what the score was. And I said, three to one with two outs. And he goes, oh, they got it. I'm not even worried about it. Go on. Anyway, Ty Madden, he did his thing, uh, shut down USF. Aaron Witt came in. You know, he's been, um, you know, pretty solid all year. And uh, he came in in the eighth, you know, did his thing. And I was parked on the, uh, the fifth level of the Dish Falk parking garage. And if you ever parked there, you know that it's hell getting out of there, especially if you're that high up. So I was thinking to myself, you know, I was like, this is a sellout super regional. Um, you know, if it's out of hand, you know, at the end of the eighth, I'm gonna go ahead and duck out of here so I can beat some traffic, get back to Dallas at a reasonable time, hopefully by, you know, 1.30 a.m. or so. You know, I'd been in the heat all day as well. And, you know, it was, a, it was an exhausting day and, you know, I was ready to get back. So sure enough, uh, the top of the eighth, uh, Aaron Witch shuts the door pretty quick. And I'm, uh, you know, I tell Guy Frazier, who I was, uh, you know, watching the game with, I was like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and duck out of here. Went ahead and headed out. And I was in probably Round Rock when I had called Mike and it was the top of the ninth. And sure enough, they were, you know, storming a comeback and tied it up in the top of the ninth. And then Texas walked it off in the bottom. So uh, was my lesson learned? Yes. I'll never leave a sporting event early ever again. Um, uh, you know, sometimes you got to learn the hard way. And I did. So. <laughs> it is what it is we had to have story time all right um we appreciate you guys for listening we'll be back with the mailbag next week and we'll, we'll get into all that um as we kind of round out the summer visits uh season and, and head into the next dead period which will stretch for most of july uh but before we get out of here nick anything else you want to add no that's about it i appreciate everybody listening and you know we've gotten so much you know uh, a subscriber interaction this month from horns 24 7 so thank you to you guys and uh, you know, we hope uh, we can give you some more content this weekend and in the coming months. All right. We appreciate you guys for listening. We appreciate you guys for participating in the show. Uh, we hope you'll come back and listen to us next week. For Nick Harris, I'm Mike Roach, and we will see you guys next week. Bye.